Welcome to this rebroadcast of Hope in the Night. We hope that the content of this program brings you biblical hope and practical help. Now here's Hope in the Night with June Hunt. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, as you've spoken so many times, and I've learned uh, from sitting right here that forgiveness is different from reconciliation, and most people want uh, at least one of those. Uh, what would be uh, what would be the way that we seek reconciliation? As I said, most people would would desire that. Well, you could say, cross your fingers, pray. You know, <laughs> you can demand. Demanding does not work. Uh, in fact, all that does is alienate Mm -hmm. um, if people are feeling pressured. Um, You know, I'm going to mention something. The Bible actually um, communicates um, a a concept of a mediator. Now, a mediator, Jesus is considered a mediator reconciling us to God, but if you think about it, you look at different situations in the Bible where there's an outside person who gets involved. And the reason I'm saying this is I'm thinking about uh, a situation where my sister became angry with my mother. She said, I'm never going to come back to Dallas. She was just, and I, I'm going, whoa, you know. Mm-hmm. And what mom did was, it seems like I told this not long ago, I don't know, but it's, it's like she also had just received an invitation um, by my brother uh, and sister-in-law to join them for something, and she had never had this invitation before. So, even though my sister also was, well, my brother's in town, and my sister, she called me just saying, I'm, I'm not ever going to come back to Dallas. And so you can hear, she felt wounded, and it wouldn't have been just based on one time. I just want to say... Uh, by the way, my mother was not a rejecting person. Or I'll say it differently. Uh, Mom was a peace person. And and so I just thought, and then my sister explained what had happened. And so therefore she felt second place, not just second place. She just felt unimportant. And so I went to Mom and I said, Mom, I'm going to, be very candid with you. Just, just listen. And so I told what happened. She said, "Oh, honey, I didn't mean to have that impact. I just thought since I had not been, you know, I'd not received invitations, that I, I, I thought this would be a wonderful opportunity to be uh, with them." And I said, "Mom, I understand, but I tell you." She is going to come to Dallas, but we, I, I want you to know that I'm going to bring this up. I'm going to have you at my house and her at my house. 
And the thing for you to do is to acknowledge and ask forgiveness. Oh, yes. And so, I mean, it could not have been more perfect what my mom did. And she said, oh, honey, I am so sorry. She just was truly humbled. And um, I, now in this case, I mean, look, I, I've been in many situations where things don't work. In this case, it did work. Um, this sister needed to hear Mother admit that she didn't understand that, you know, that it, and, and that she was deeply, deeply sorry. And I don't remember all the words, or hardly any of the words that were said. I just know the spirit with which Mother did exactly what we talked about. And not because I was just coaching. Look, I, I, I've been in so many situations in my own family where things don't work. But I'm just saying, sometimes there can be a third person and typically that third person the mediator uh, th there's a role seeks to promote unconditional acceptance between those who are estranged uh, they seek to understand and encourage mutual forgiveness between those alienated persons they establish clear fair uh, honest communication, loving communication when there are unresolved issues. Th there's a list that we have of what a mediator looks like. It's under our, in our keys on reconciliation. Seeks to gain insight, uh, share insights into underlying unmet needs of both involved. Seeks to explore avenues of re-establishing trust between conflicted parties. But it's got to be someone they both trust. Are you struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life, June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at 1-800-917. We'll protect your privacy and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. The sound you're hearing is your generosity at work. That's our folding machine preparing hundreds of our short biblical resources to send to prisoners around the country. Hi, I'm Curtis Hale, president of Hope for the Heart. 
I want to say thank you for your prayers and financial support of our ministry. Thanks to your generosity, we've been able to send thousands of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to prisoners in Texas and to Rikers Island in New York City. These practical resources are pointing inmates to the hope of God's Word on issues like anger, abuse, depression, loneliness, salvation, and more. They are truly changing lives, and this is all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. Listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of this ministry. We thank you for that. Our customer support team can be reached at 800 488 HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. Let me recommend to you the keys for living called Habits and Addictions Success in Self Control. And again, that uh, is available by calling customer support. They can get that ordered for you at 800-488-4673. That's 800-488-HOPE. If you would like to speak with June about a specific situation in your life on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, call 800-NIGHT-17. That's 800-NIGHT-17. And when you call, leave a detailed message for us. We'll just get back to you as soon as possible and talk to you about being on an upcoming Hope in the Night. That's 800-NIGHT-17, 800-644-4817. And Jim, sometimes we do ask about uh, if people have been on the program before, if they would call back and give an update. And we just like to hear the rest of their story. So often we hear the uh, struggles and difficulties, and we hopefully help them, point them to some hope through uh, what we uh, when we talk to them on the program here. And uh, but we we often don't get the rest of that story well. Good news. We have someone tonight who will do just that for us. I'm oh, so excited to present good. to you tonight, listening online in New Jersey. We welcome back Klesina. Well, how wonderful. Hi, Klesina. Hi, dude. How are you? Well, I'm blessed to talk with you. My goodness. Um, I, 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 you had a rough go of it growing up. And and my heart hurt for you when <clears throat> when I learned a lot of the things that you went through. Um, pretty pretty rugged. In fact, um, most people don't go through uh, the abuse that you went through. And um, I, what I was impressed with is you were very articulate when we first talked. Uh, you were very clear about you, you 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 talked about I'm remembering new memories um, that's what you told me that you know it's like how do I deal with the childhood trauma but and by the way, it is not unusual that in adulthood there will be new memories that come uh, and 
and there are certain reasons. It depends on, uh, there, there are reasons why, like, for example, if you had a child who became the age when you were abused, um, and when that child is, becomes the same age, that can be a trigger that brings back, actually, memories. But uh, and the reason I'm saying that, um, I know that uh, you you really were struggling, and you know I hurt for you when you even described, um, well, your mother and all the things that she didn't do um, that that a, a, a supportive mom would do. And we made a list, quite a list. And yes, uh, so, uh, actually, tell me, what do you remember about that? Aren't we talking about something like, is it two years ago, three years ago? Yes. Uh, to, to be exact, it was February the 15th, uh, 2019. And then I talked to you again in December. Um you are very interesting. You are very, and I want to say thank you. Uh, a lot of people don't come back and tell you what happened. You don't find out the end of the story. And I, I want you to. I want to thank you, and I wanted to share with you um, re- the results of the biblical advice that you gave me. Oh, um, as well, helpful. As well, just you know, your compassion. You have a very smooth and calming voice, very soft. And I let a couple of my friends, I actually let my daughter listen to it. Um, oh. I don't know where it is at this time because something happened and, and, and I wind up not having it anymore, but I clearly remember you telling me to take my emotional hook off and put it on to God to release, to forgive, to release, and put that person in God's hands. That mm. was one of the major things that stuck out. And I was in this... Uh, trauma healing circle and you and one of the uh, other sisters in the circle had said write a letter to your daughter and and list all the things that you know you want her to forgive you forgive you for and she forgave me but there was no reconciliation because she hadn't seen a change in my behavior and I hadn't really acknowledged what it had done to her because I was always saying Oh, I went through this, and I gave up that, and you don't understand, and Mommy did this for you, and she didn't do it for me, and I had to come to the realization that my mother didn't know a lot of things, and she couldn't pass on a lot of lessons, so I guess she figured, well, whatever mistake she made with me, she wasn't going to make it with my daughter. However, Mm -hmm. I resented that because my daughter wanted to know why I wasn't doing things for her, and I'm like, well, honey, you can't pass along a lesson if you never taught. She's doing that with you. She didn't do it with me. So there was some kind of resentment going on there as well, which kept me from healing and kept me mm-hmm. from changing my behavior um, in, in, in the way that I spoke with her or talked with her. And it, she loved my mother a whole lot. I did too. But for me to say those things about my mother, which she wasn't doing, she didn't want to accept that and didn't want to hear anything about it because it mm-hmm. had nothing to do with her and it didn't affect her. So... I was in a trauma healing circle, and when I wrote that letter, I wrote that letter, and and uh, my daughter had said she wanted to meet all of the women in this trauma circle 
who had such a profound effect on my life. Now, of course, I can't name any names because it's a private right. circle and right. when you know we, there's some some subjects that are being spoken about and prayed over, and we're not allowed to give up anyone's name, um, even not even the facilitators. So, uh, with that going on, my daughter came down. The we had to ask the pastor if it was okay for her to attend the last circle. Um, that's when we take everything to the cross. I mean, actually, really take it to the cross outside the burning. Mm. We take it to the cross in her in one of the facilitators' backyard. I thought that was so neat. Um, it was an amazing thing to do. Yes. Uh, yes. And so, yeah, it, it it was. I've never did anything like that. But that was that. That was the end of the circle. We gave everything, turned it over to Jesus. Everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she came, and I, it must have been about 50, 60 things. Forgive me for when I did this. Forgive me for choosing drugs over you. Forgive me for, it was tons of things. Forgive me for embarrassing you. whole bunch of things that were on you. Forgive me for allowing you to sit in the window. There's a little girl, I said I was coming. I didn't come. I choose to go make money, mm-hmm. do drugs, whatever it was I was doing. And uh, she'd been in that window waiting for me, and I didn't come. So, wow. um wow. That was kind of difficult for a child to be waiting for their mother to come, and then she doesn't come. Yes. Uh, either because she's making money or she's doing drugs, or something else is consuming you. Because whatever, 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 whatever consumes your mind is what controls you. So basically, she she forgave me, but it took a, a while for her to really engage with me and want to spend time with me. And uh, lately, and uh, like over the last two years, three years, it's been great. I mean, oh. the, pandem- oh. the, pandem- the pandemic was a curse and a blessing in itself, and there's, there's more, but that's what's going on. It's, it's just amazing how everyone at that trauma circle, that last day, all when I finished reading that letter, everyone mm. at that table was in tears. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. all hugged each other, and I told my te- my uh, pastor that I go to the uh, Perfecting Church in Sewell, Pastor Kevin Brown and his wife Angela, and uh, he has that trauma healing circle for uh, men and for women. And so trauma is something that if you don't deal with it, uh, it doesn't go away. You have yes. to deal with it, and that's Part of that's part of the addiction process because I said the same thing to her husband because he wanted me to counsel him for a while. I was counseling and then I just stopped because it wasn't he wasn't getting it. He didn't understand that you can go to rehab and you can do the whole twelve steps thing and in a whatever, but if you don't deal with the trauma which is causing that in the first place because you're that's your coping mechanism and. People have various ways of coping. They deny it. They act like it didn't happen. Uh, they think it's going to go away. They push it and shove it down somewhere, and they don't deal with it. And when certain things happen, they're triggers, and that's what will happen. They will, the little ugly head will rise right on up again. So mm-hmm. you, it's, it's no sense in going to the rehab if you're not dealt with the trauma, if you're not dealt with the baggage, if you're not looked look the demon straight in the eye. You have to deal with that trauma first because you're going to pick back up. You're going to go back out and use, have sex, whatever it is mm-hmm. that you use to 
cope with your addiction, you are going to go back right back to your vomit because you haven't dealt with the root source of the problem. You know, you know what you've just said is uh, absolutely key. When you think about it, whatever drug, it doesn't matter. I know you had shared that you became a drug addict. Well, what is specific about drugs? It It's a mood changer. Now, it depends on which kind of drug. Some drugs are downers, and they can kind of numb the pain, including alcohol, which is a, a type of drug. Uh, likewise, there are drugs that are uppers. Uh, either way, it there there are those who are on drugs. They want to feel high. They want and and they are super stimulants. And but it, it's not a real solution. Yes, there is a temporary fix, but it isn't a true fix. It's not changing life. So. To realize that this is where a lot of people are. They've had trauma, but they're trying to feel differently. And if it's a downer, or it can be a hallucinogen. So, you know, the point is, there's a function. It's not, it's not a healthy function, because then people, and as you said, I became a drug addict. Addict. So it's not just a one time use to feel differently. The classic thing is to deal, to, to do it again and again and again. There is where then you get the addiction. And yet, as you've already said, and this is what I want to key in on if you don't deal with the trauma, then you're stuck and you're going to revert back to what you tried before and that is I don't like how I'm feeling I hate what happened and so I need to feel differently and they go either to the downers the uppers the hallucinogens and yet you found that it didn't work and I I'm proud of you I'm very very proud of you because you dealt with the forgiveness part of your mom that long list. Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you, that He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as precious and beloved to Him? So many of us have a distorted image of God, that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you believe. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular 31-day devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. You will gain biblical insight to help embrace the life-changing truth of the identity you have through your relationship with Jesus Christ. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night, and we give praise to God for how it has been used by Him to change so many lives for so many years. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes, for yourself or for a loved one at junehunt.org. That's junehunt.org. We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over in God's Word, 
the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. We are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1.11, you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer. Welcome back to Hope in the Night. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. If you have questions about tonight's topics or any number of topics, we have over 100 keys for living that will help you address your situation. Just call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to help you access the right resources that will help you the most. I want to recommend to you our keys for living called Abuse Recovery from Surviving to thriving. Also, there's forgiveness. Releasing you is freeing me. Those and many other uh, topics and titles are available as you call customer support at 800-488-4673. That's 800-488-HOPE. If you would like to get uh, more resources there and check them out on the website, you can take a look around there at hopefortheheart.org slash store. You'll find our new updated Keys for Living. Uh, Many of our topics uh, are being updated and new Titles being added monthly to that area of the websites. It's our Keys for Living, and you can look there. Also, Lifeline to Hope online training, which has been such a helpful tool for pastors and churches looking to start or grow a care ministry in their church, as well as uh, finding June's uh, many biblical resources there at the site and uh, music CDs as well. It's all at hopefortheheart.org slash store, hopefortheheart.org slash store. Now back to our conversation tonight with Clasina. Well, my friend, I'm going to ask, I have several questions. What, I mean, because I, I, we, we were very candid. You, you were very candid about pain from the past, uh, including, you know, yes, being a drug drug addict, a a stripper, you know, just, um, you, and you were, you were candid. I mean, you were not trying to just protect everything you said you were willing to share the truth and I deeply respect that Um, but I want to know with all those things that did happen what was the darkest time in your life because you described things from childhood and then even later so what what would you consider the darkest time for you Clasina? Probably when I was in um, California and uh, I was living on the street because um, I had went to California to pursue some relationship that I had no business pursuing. Mm. And uh, 
I thought it was going to be one way, and it was another way. And I wind up living on the street. And uh, I remember I got mad with the lady who uh, came in. I was sleeping on this bench, and she was always coming on the bench with her chicken and her Bibles and scriptures and this, that, and the third. And I was upset with her because <laughs> she would always about Jesus, and I was like, well, did he tell you to give me something to eat? Because you come on this, come every day, or every Sunday, Saturday, whatever day it was, I don't remember, but uh-huh. you always came talking about Jesus and had these tracks, and I mean, I knew the Lord, but I was kind of upset with him, because I felt as though, well, how much do you love me? Because I'm on this bench, but I'm on the bench because of my rebelliousness, because, you know, you know, God didn't tell me to go there, but I questioned it. And, you, mm-hmm. and I thought I was going to run away from my addiction. Well, if, uh, if you take it with you wherever you go. So if you want to find it, you're going to find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I said to her, um, why are you on this bench? This is my bench. I sleep here. Here you come. And you're not even arguing anything. And um, the next, about two weeks later, she came back to the bench and she had, fried chicken and collard greens and macaroni and cheese and huh. he had some quotes. He said, you're going to come with me? I said, I don't know you. She says, well, what do you have to lose? You're on the bench. Look, I mean, look at yourself. So she said, you asked me about Bibles and what the Lord just said the third. Well, here I am. I got convicted so you can come to my house. And she uh, took me to her house and she gave me clothes. I was a little skeptic because I didn't I said, well, Dad, if she's somebody getting high, I'm going to be in trouble because, you know, association brain well simulation. I don't know. You have so many people pretending to be this and that mm. and not so, and not walking in the same one thing and doing something else. And I'm like, if it looks like a duck, it cracks like a duck, it's a duck. So uh-huh. basically, I went with her and uh, I wound up going to this church and I wound up... Um, you know, getting in school for sign language and just various really? different things. And yeah, mm-hmm. wow. language, absolutely. And I, 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 I never forget. I, you came to our church, and I used to sign there on the ministry called Hands of Glory. You came to Christian Stronghold. I met you through Anita. Uh, Anita, I met you through her, and you came to Christian Stronghold Church. You came to the Biblical Conference in Lancaster with Pastor Richardson. Yes, never forget it. Never I remember that. I, I, yeah, yeah, I have a picture of you and us together. And I said, oh, uh, I said yes, I have a picture of you and I together. Yes, I do. Huh. So someone, they said, is that you? I, I said, yeah. They said, where'd you meet her at? I said, and like the girl, I said, I'm still trying to get to Texas. So I said, I'm going <laughs> to call her uh, and hope, and, hope in the night. And, you know, I, I told a couple of people, matter of fact, probably some of my church members, we call it T-cell. And that's when we all get around in the morning. And, um, I went through a dark time, and that P-cell, that trauma, healing circle helped me. But that was my darkest time when I was sleeping because I was sleeping under the bridge, and I wasn't, I said, oh, God, don't know, please don't let no rat bite me because, you know, I got food on me, mm-hmm. smell food on me or whatever. And um, and, I, and I felt really embarrassed because the, uh, before that lady came to the bench, I was looking at a woman in the restaurant, and she was on a business phone call, and and she had just ordered all ordered a plate of food, and it looked so good. And mm. you know how you can tell people's body language. And she was she had to leave out, so she wasn't going to eat the food. And I wanted to get the food before she threw it in the trash. So oh yes, I said 
Yeah, so I said, I said, Miss, are you going to eat that? She said, no. I went into the restaurant. The owner was looking at me, ready to chase me out. And I said, Miss, are you going to eat that? She didn't even touch it. She says, no, honey, you can have it. So I went mm. to sit down and eat it. He said, no, 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 you got to leave. She says, no, I paid for it. She's going to sit there and eat it. You're not going to run her outside. Wow. So wow. That was darkest moments in my life having to, you know, sleep sleep outside, not not knowing. I'm in California. I don't know anybody in California. And I uh-huh. got fired sleeping on the bench because I, I work for uh, the elderly and I advocate. I'm a caregiver. So I've been Ooh, doing wow. that all my life. And uh, as a result of it, I have been blessed in so, so many ways. You just can't imagine all the things that have happened to me. As a mm. result of the pandemic and working with the elderly, it's just amazing the things that happened. Pandemic was a curse and a blessing at the same time because the man had died in this mobile home mm-hmm. in 2019. I wouldn't have it. I got this mobile home for $67. Oh, transfer. my goodness. Oh. A mobile home transfer. I didn't even know the lady. Wow. I didn't even know wow. that. Yeah. Well, I, I do. I do want to tell you this. I remember now, in fact, during the earlier break, I said to Jeff, I remember, I remember we prayed about you being able to ask forgiveness of your daughter. And I, I mean, I, and, and I remember it was very specific what you were going to do. And uh, you, you had the list of things that you know, you needed to ask forgiveness for, and uh, so, so, and 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 Jeff, my co-host here, he remembered too. Also, so uh, I, I, I am, and, and I remember it was Pennsylvania. So, um, yeah, and, you know, the, and there was uh, the NBC National Biblical Counseling Conference, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I, I, I remember because NBC. So and so, yeah. Uh, and yeah. I, I was, yeah. I was, I was so surprised when I went because it was primarily. I mean, there were several hundred um, black individuals, uh, and I, I felt very honored. Uh, to, but everyone was serious about learning counseling and they asked me to speak on abuse in fact I, I, I there was a well they had me to do a pre-conference uh, uh-huh. uh, a, a, a five, to hit five different topics that was that we have a book called how to rise above abuse and it's the different yeah. kinds of abuse but I had no idea until I was actually finished teaching on that that they had already gone through it. That was level two, I believe, of this two-year course, and it was um, very impressive what uh, that group had done. And there, again, there were several. Not there were not just it wasn't just all black, but mo- it was primarily. And I was so proud of you all because I thought, man, you are really serious about not only getting help for self because you can't you can't reach out to others on different topics without it helping you it means helping me i'll put it that way and so i i was so impressed with what so I'm, I'm just communicating to you very specifically 
it's not like, oh, well, you're just one of the many. No, I mean, I remember, and Jeff remembers uh, that not only the, we, we talked a couple of times, and um, mm-hmm. but you were very intent and you were concerned about how would your daughter take this. And I, I, but you you had a humbled heart. You humbled your heart uh, before her and did exactly what you needed to do. And she needed to, you know, uh, uh, like uh, there, there, there are parents who will, they, they just never ask forgiveness. They never admit they're wrong. And um, mm-hmm. while that was actually your mom, um, at least I remember that was part of it, uh, but you did not copy that with your daughter. In other words, you were willing to humble your heart. And uh, I, I remember having animosity because I had a father who never admitted wrong, even when it was blatant that, you know, uh, I used to live for him to one day say I was wrong. And I had to learn to, I had to learn, don't live for that because it's, that's, that's not our job to uh, assume that you must do blank, 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 whatever it is. Um, and I had to give that up. And then I, and, and even though it's right for us to repent before another person, when, when, when everybody's blown it, everybody's chosen wrong. But so I, I'm, I'm very uh, pleased. I, I'm going to ask a very specific question. Do you have a favorite scripture is there one in particular that really touched your heart and that is uh, one of the most important scriptures as you think about your life when god speaks when god literally has his word because the bible is called the word of god and what i've said many times is it's not what I say it's what God has said that that's where the power is and I believe that you have communicated that you literally that was part of the transformation for you is learning to not just be caught by negativity but what you looked at what God said. So answer that. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. 
The sound you're hearing is your generosity at work. That's our folding machine preparing hundreds of our short biblical resources to send to prisoners around the country. Hi, I'm Curtis Hale, president of Hope for the Heart. I want to say thank you for your prayers and financial support of our ministry. Thanks to your generosity, we've been able to send thousands of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to prisoners in Texas and to Rikers Island in New York City. These practical resources are pointing inmates to the hope of God's Word on issues like anger, abuse, depression, loneliness, salvation, and more. They are truly changing lives, and this is all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver, and you are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of Hope for the Heart, and we'd like to thank you for your prayers and support of this ministry. To get in touch with the program, just call us at 800-NIGHT-17. We'd love to talk to you about being on an upcoming program of Hope in the Night, uh, sharing your story, getting uh, some, some uh, practical help, uh, biblical hope in your situation, whatever you're dealing with. Just call us and we'll talk about that, you being on an upcoming Hope in the Night, the number 800-NIGHT-17. If you have any questions about uh, tonight's topic, of uh, uh, many topics actually we've talked about tonight, but one being abuse recovery, and we do have keys for living on that. It's called Abuse Recovery from Surviving to Thriving. And actually, June mentioned the book. It uh, covers several forms of abuse. The book is called How to Rise Above Abuse. Those are available as you call customer support at 800-488-4673. That's 800-488-HOPE. You can also email them if that's uh, more convenient for you. It's customer support at hopefortheheart.org. That's customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Let's return to our conversation now with Clasina. Okay, Clasina, I'm interested. Is there one particular scripture that truly ministered to your heart? Actually, it is. It's Second uh, Second Corinthians one three through five, and when I, I I forget what book it is you sent me. I'm not. I don't. Think, I'm not sure if it was Perfectionism, the Performance Trap, or whether it was the Spiritual Abuse book. But they were like four little books that you sent me. And I remember one of the books you talked about opening opening myself to healthy, you know, relationships. Mm. And in that one, you talked about how, uh, in that book, I I think it's towards the end of the book, I can't remember the chapter, but it says, you had said, realize that God wants to use us, you know, to bring comfort into the lives um, of others who have also experienced the spiritual abuse. And, you know, people can relate to you better sometimes if they feel like you can relate to what they're going through. Exactly. So, yeah, so I'm an encourager. So in, in that Second Corinthians 1, 1, 3-5, it says, uh, Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts, who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort that we ourselves receive from God. So for just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ Jesus, 2 Corinthians 1, 3-5. through 5. 
So a lot of times, like I said, I advocate for the elderly and I work with the elderly on a daily basis. I've even did live-ins with uh, couples because they didn't mm. want their loved ones to go into a and go into a skilled facility because sometimes they decline rather than get better. So basically, that scripture was very comforting to me because you can sympathize when someone else is... The, the abuse might be, not be the same, but it's still abuse. And you mm-hmm. can comfort them through your experiences and you can share with them how God brought you out of something. Yeah, that that is a huge. Uh, it, it, the scripture, the the message in that scripture, you know, the Father of all comfort comforts us with the same comfort, so that so that we can literally share with others with the the same comfort that we have received from God. Now, that's amazing. So nothing is wasted. Nothing mm-hmm. is wasted when we yield our will to his will. Because whatever pain there is, uh, I call it pain with a purpose. And, yeah. my friend, you understand that principle that what you received from God then you, literally his plan was for you then to turn around and then share with others because they need, I mean, just think all the people who need a change life. And some have given up. They think, I, you know, I, 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 no, there, there's, there's no way I could have a change life. And they'll stay stuck. But your story is a testimony that that is not the case. So I'm so proud of you. Wow. Aww, yeah, that is really you. special. You know, you know, June, I was blessed with a free home and blessed with a, recently, just got blessed with a, a free um, car. Um, oh, my worked goodness. With a man for three, worked with a man for three months, and he decided to buy me a car. And the day oh. he was just here over myself trying to fix my heater to make sure that I have heat this winter. Oh. But like I said, Pandemic was a curse and a blessing at the same time. I met so many people through the pandemic who were like family. I mean, and like I said, my my pastor in that trauma healing circle, and we have a peace cell. Is 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 a peace cell? Was called the Perfecting Church, but not we're you know perfecting mm-hmm. people. We're not perfect. God perfecting people. Right. And right. My, my pastor, my pastor, and I were on their way to Israel as we speak. I hope to go there one day. And um, I, I wish you would come to our church and, and speak. I know they would just be so blessed by it. Um, the pastor is amazing. He's a young preacher. He's like about 55 years old. So he's a young man and him and his wife, and they're interested in getting, like, you know, small churches up and running. Uh, not not so much concerned about having 5,000 members, but just uh, helping yeah. other churches, loving our church and helping other churches mm-hmm. get, get up and about. And so these these uh, circles that he's put together to help people with their trauma has just been so amazing, and it's, it's just really helped me a lot. And I'm just so grateful for all the ministries uh, that are out there, and just for all you know for your program. We're just being able to go 
and find help and counsel that you need and be able to share that with other people. So it's been such a blessing. My daughter calls me every day. Sometimes, you know, we talk for hours, and she's like, Mom, I'm I'm so proud to have you be my mother. Oh, and she never oh. said that. She invited me to a barbecue, and she said, I said, oh, I better not be over the top. She used to say you were over the top. Why can't you just be a regular mom? Stop being over the top. So <laughs> went to the barbecue, went to the barbecue, and her, I was walking, and uh, her best friend's husband grabbed me, and we started dancing and bopping on the floor. So everybody started saying, who's that, who's that lady that's with the husband? She said, that, she said, that's my mom. And so How she was fun. like, she said, that would be my mother. And she was like, Mom, I was so proud. I didn't do anything stupid, you know, wasn't over the top or anything. And uh, yeah. I thought about make her feel because back in the day, she was like, I was so embarrassed by you growing up because just I was wild. And so she mm-hmm. said she never, she's never been more proud to say that I was her oh. mom. And she wants to take me away on a trip and stuff like oh, that. And wow. And stuff, and stuff for my birthday. I gave her a party, a dinner at the house, and her two friends came. It was a surprise. She didn't even see it coming. It was oh, so nice. And she said, oh. never had any like that. And I did. I never gave her a birthday party. I don't know nothing about that. I didn't get one, so I never gave her one. So, yeah, never yep. too late. <laughs> no, it isn't. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm so glad you shared, because my next question was going to be, what is now the relationship that you have with your daughter? And you've just, you just went right there. How meaningful, because we're talking about reconciliation. And, you know, that is, there are those, uh, reconciliation takes two. You can have a heart for reconciliation, but the other person has to be willing. Now, there are times when we can, of what I call uh, prime the pump. But the the truth is, uh, you cannot force reconciliation. But there are the things that you did, such as when we previously talked, we talked about what, what did you need to ask forgiveness for, to think about where, where had you caused her pain, or what was it that she would identify as as pain and see for you to do that that's what is called priming the pump if you and the, the pump means you're going to try to get water you know from a, a, a well spring uh, that's underneath the ground and but if you if, and when the pump is there you start literally going up and down, up and down with this pump, and then eventually the water flows. So you uh, you experience the living water, if you will, of, of the Lord himself and the Lord Jesus. And I'm, I'm so proud of you for being used by God in such a specific way. Thank you. I'm, I'm just so elated by it all. Recently, she came to my house. I I have a new family in Jersey, and they treat me just like uh, I have a new mommy, and they uh-huh. treat me just like real, like blood, you know. And so, I wanted my daughter to meet this other side of my family in Jersey. I wanted her to meet them, 
And so I invited them over, and they came, and my daughter was here, and she met, and my, my brother, he came with his wife. Uh, it was just so nice. It was amazing. Mm. It was, I had never done anything like that. I never had a home to do that. But God blessed me with this mobile home, and I live in a 55 or older, and all my neighbors are elderly people. So uh-huh. uh, we talk, and I learned how to garden. My neighbors taught me how to garden. If you could just see my <laughs> beautiful flowers in my garden, and I sit out wow. there, and it's so quiet and so nice. My my neighbor always cuts my grass for me, and I just, you know, feed him and his mother, send them plates of food. Oh. He, wasn't, he won't take but he cuts my grass for me for free. And um, it's a real nice community. And God just, I'm so, so thankful and so grateful that God just blessed me with the home and the vehicle. And I shared mm. the testimony with my pastor. We had a peace cell where uh, we study the Word of God and then we pray and we do icebreakers and we talk about what the pastor, we just, you know, tap on what the pastor talked about on Sunday. We have, we have the series going now, Drop the Mic. Stop with the individualism. No. We're all together. The corporate worshipers drop the drop the mic. So we're so good. Uh, these these series are really great, and um, I'm being blessed by uh, my my T cell. Like I said, these ladies they pray with you, they check on you. And we have a it's, we have a piece of where we all it's called stepping up, mm-hmm. and we all go to someone else's house and we eat and we pray and we talk about the Lord and mm. songs and praise the Lord. That's great. I'm going to ask one quick question. Uh, what is your What is your daughter's favorite color? Do you know? Yeah, it's black or white. She likes black and white. Okay. You know, that, like if we're talking about reconciliation, you speak the language of love of the person that if you have any kind of, of distance um, I think it's important to do something that where they know that you are reaching out to them with what is something that they love if it's black and white you know periodically you'll see something and the issue is it, it doesn't have to be expensive at all but just say I saw this black and white whatever it is and just thought of you and it just expresses my love for you and just to continue to nurture that kind of of uh, thinking of her putting her in your heart I'm so proud of you I'm going to send you our material on reconciliation because I think there'll be things in there that will help you help others We will send the Keys for Living called Reconciliation. It's called Rebuilding the Broken Relationships. And we'll send that along to tonight's caller, Claysina. We do that free of charge. That's because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate. And we thank you for that. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs where you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope. The preceding program was pre-recorded.